Hey everybody, it's Lori with the Catch a Pocket Podcast, and tonight, episode 31, Rod Pocowatchik. He's an actor, he's a director, he's a kind of an everything creative when it comes to film, short film, comedy, horror, awesome. Um, check him out, look him up on YouTube, and check out some of his films, they're awesome. I've wanted to meet Rod for a long time. I've been asking him to be on the podcast, and he finally agreed. So I appreciate him coming on down, and we keep our socially distant, and we keep it safe. And thank you for coming. And um, also stick around to the end of the um, podcast, and I'm going to get political, guys. So if you want to hear that, it's at the end. I don't want to get our brains going that direction yet um anyway thanks for tuning in i appreciate you and i'll talk to you at the end of this here's rod poke watch Director, producer, writer—you um, do it all. Yeah, and you've been doing it for some time now. Uh, yeah, probably a good, uh, a good fifteen, twenty years. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on. Oh, thank and you. Thanks for coming out to uh, the Park City. Yeah. Area. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a nice drive. <laughs> yeah, it is a little, a little drive. It's not too bad. No. Nah. Um, so what we do on the Catch a Pocket podcast, or what I do, is. Mm-hmm. Um, I start with your life, and we just talk about you. You were born here in Wichita, or were you born somewhere else? No, I was born here in Wichita. Uh, my family is from Oklahoma. All of my tribes are based in Oklahoma. Okay. I'm, I'm Pawnee and Shawnee and Comanche, okay. uh, but I, I I was born here. Yeah. Okay, so when you say your tribes, then you weren't just um, born into one tribe. You were born into three. Yeah, uh, my mom is half Pawnee. Her Mother was Pawnee, uh-huh. and her father was Shawnee. Okay. And then my father was full-blood Comanche. Oh, okay. So That's... it all sort of breaks down, and sure. the, the lineage just yeah. continues down. So you're a full, 100% full-blood yeah. Native American. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh-huh. Have you done the Ancestry and all that? You know, I just ordered Ancestry. You did? Because uh, it's on sale on Amazon. Little yeah. <laughs> little, you know, plug there. Not that I get any of it, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. So I, I, a friend of mine, because I had mentioned that... Uh, a friend of mine did that. I mentioned that sounds cool and interesting. And she yeah. sent me a text the other day saying, hey, it's on sale right now. So yeah. I actually just ordered that. So I That's should get cool. it in the next That's few really days. That's really going to be fun. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. then you get to wait in anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it. And it's it was great. Oh, and cool. And really, every story that I heard came out to be true. Oh, awesome. Know? Yeah. So it was really wild that verified uh, it all. That's you know? cool. Yeah. 
Nice. And I still all go back. I didn't do the health one because I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Because, like, do I really want to know that <laughs> Alzheimer is, you know, later? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do I, or do I just want to be, you know, yeah. free of that? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I did the health one or not. I don't know. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, okay, you were born there in Oklahoma, or you were born here in Wichita? I was born here in Wichita. Yeah, my family is, is from Oklahoma. Okay, what part of Oklahoma? Uh, my mom is from Pawnee, which okay. is kind of near Tulsa, kind of. Okay. And uh, my dad is from Lawton, which Lawton. is way down south. Okay. Almost to Texas. So it wasn't just like, uh, uh, what's it called, Ponca City or something? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, not quite. So, um, so um, living in Wichita, did you go to school uh, here all your life? Yeah, uh-huh. well, I went to, um, I went to Southeast. High school, uh-huh. graduated from there, uh, and then I went to K State. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I started out in architecture, okay. uh, which was a really bad idea. It's really, really. <laughs> I'm just I'm not good with numbers or oh, anything, well, so right. kind of structure is kind of important in architecture. Big time. So yeah, <laughs> so I switched to art and got a graphic design degree, uh, and then I started working for the Wichita Eagle. Okay. As an illustrator uh, and designer, graphic artist. Uh, and then that moved into becoming more of a page designer. Okay. And then I was the features art director for a while. And then uh, then I started writing along on the side. I, uh-huh. I covered music for a while. And then I started, uh, when our movie critic left, I started writing about movies. So okay. I had a, a weekly film column called Movie Maniac. Okay. And I've been doing that for about the past 12, 13 years. Are you still doing it? I am doing it freelance. I left uh-huh. the Eagle uh, in January. Right. But now I'm doing uh, freelance work for them. So I'm still writing writing the column, yeah. Okay. That's kind of neat. Um, it, yeah, a lot of people I know, like Richard Carlson and Bud Norman and oh, yeah. things like that, they right. all work for the Eagle. Uh-huh. And then it, you know, the way of uh, the internet came and kind of blew everyone yeah, really radically changed yeah. the uh, the face. I mean, how what journalism is, you know. Really uh, did. So it really did, uh, and it's still changing. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, it's still and, evolving. Yeah, and we're starting to see some of the effects of COVID and that kind of thing. Sure, absolutely. Right yeah, now, it's been right. a crazy year. Because yeah. you really need the news, but then uh, if it's not written well, if it's not produced well, if it doesn't right. if it doesn't catch your eye or or isn't easy somehow, then then yeah. you'll lose people, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you you kind of come up through all that. When did you get, what was the big aha moment that happened to you that made you go, I need to make films? Well, um, I've always had a huge theater background. I was in theater in junior high and, and all through high school. I was okay. heavily immersed in it. Uh, I was the president of our thespian group, oh, you know. Okay. So yeah, I was I was really heavy into at theater Southeast? at Southeast. Oh, yeah, okay. and then uh, in college at K State, I basically had a minor in music theater, but unofficially. I mean, I had enough hours I could have gotten a minor, but I didn't. Right, right. Um, but uh, so I just always was involved in theater. Um, at K State, you K State performed. Yeah, I was in some plays. Uh, trained as an actor. Uh, so yeah, so I was always always emerged in theater and and loved movies ever since I was a kid. I mean, my mom saw that I had this like obsession with movies and made sure that I got to see movies cool. and she took me to see movies just a lot of, a, a lot. I have vivid memories of that. So, yeah, that was really cool. Um so um about the time I was at the Eagle, I, I wasn't getting bored really, but I was just kind of like, well, I wonder, you know, creatively I need to do something. Uh yeah. so I thought about 
thought about um, quitting my job and going to film school or um, spending all that money and sort of diving in and just figuring it out myself. And that's kind of how I've always done things anyway, is just jump right. jump in and get dirty and figure it out. So <laughs> I, uh, I decided to do that and I decided to write a script. Um, like I said, I started writing for The Eagle and I've always written like short stories on my own and everything that I've never written a script. Right. So I did a lot of studying and reading on my own. Uh, Robert Rodriguez's book, Rebel Without a Crew, was was a huge inspiration for me, still is. Okay. Um, and, and in the book, he says, just don't talk about it, just do it. You know, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be maybe terrible, but don't be scared of that. You know, that's how you're going to learn. So I did. So uh, all the studying I did, I mean, the, the screenwriting mantra, you know, is write what you know. Right. Um, so I grew up uh, immersed in my culture, in my Native American uh you know, beliefs and customs and uh, grew up literally dancing since I could walk at right. going to powwows, uh, traveling to different powwows across the country. Um, so, uh, and those were always kind of little adventures unto themselves. Each trip was a little adventure, you know, sure. you'd run out of gas or, so, you know, <laughs> something, un, un, you know, unexpected would happen. So I decided to, to set my first film in that powwow world. Okay. And it's about three guys uh, who are more like, they're basically like brothers who break down on the way to a powwow and then so they sort of have to they have a physical journey but sort of a spiritual one they each overcome sure. an obstacle you know in, in their lives or in them um and so yeah so that's what that first script became it, it was called dancing on the moon uh-huh. and um i think i saw some parts of it okay yeah i, I eventually yeah, yeah. made it into a film but uh yeah. so at about this time in maybe 1989 90 some no no wait i mean 2000 maybe around 2000 okay um that's when you're writing? Yeah, I was writing. I was it's working like on the script. Starting. Yeah, I was ri- working on the script and discovered this uh, workshop at the Sundance Film Institute yeah. called the Native Screenwriters Workshop. So I'm thinking nothing of it. I, it was like a day before the deadline I found out about it. So I overnighted my script. And then uh, a couple months later, found out that I was chosen for this workshop. Yeah. Awesome. Me and six writers. Yeah. So they, they flew us out to L.A. Uh, it was in conjunction with UCLA, UCLA Film Studies. And um, we workshopped our scripts with a pro- professional screenwriter wow, and yeah, cool. a mentor. And, and yeah, so after that, I mean, it was a week long experience, met some great people, um, life changing experience, actually. Um, right. So after that, I just I kept sending Sundance my my rewrites, you know, to keep in touch, you know, we'll work with you and, and everything. Sure. So based on those rewrites, I got into the main screenwriting lab that happens during the festival. Ooh. And that was mind-boggling. I mean, people kill to get into right. this, to sure. get into this lab. And now here I am with my first script, you know, completely just in, in total newbie. Right. Um, so I've just sort of just thrown into this film world that I just knew nothing about, and was sort of enamored and uh, and starstruck a little bit with all these people that have been right. working in the industry for so long. Um, Did you know any of them? That, no. Like, like, was it just kind of these? well-known people that you didn't even know uh, i knew some of them yeah I, I knew about some of them uh i didn't know any of the other uh fellows but i knew some of the advisors okay. so it was a i think it was a four-day lab uh-huh. and we had two screenwriters each day that would totally you know it was a lot of soul searching and, and you know right. a lot of digging in and really knowing your characters and really exploring your story and yeah i mean yeah i mean uh two of my uh, screenwriting mentors were Oscar nominees. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy to be, to think that it's not that far away. You know no, what I mean? Not, yeah. It's right there. It's right you know? there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, okay, this is real. Um, 
so yeah, so after that experience, again, that was another life-changing experience. I mean, I uh, I just I had met people at Sundance, mm-hmm. uh, met some actresses, uh, cinematographer. Um, I decided to to make my film. You know, I did, I thought it wasn't going to get done unless I did it, right. and I wanted to direct. I wasn't sure if I could, but I wanted to, so I, I hired a bunch of people, brought them all out to Wichita. And we were going to shoot it in Council Grove on my friend's farm. Uh-huh. And it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake. Uh, it was a lot to take in at once. Oh, uh, just because it was, it was so much? So much, yeah. yeah. Uh, the dynamic wasn't working. Uh-huh. My actress was becoming a prima donna. Oh. I had a newbie actor, saw her doing that. And he thought that was cool. So he started being difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. so it was just a lot. And I just, I basically just called it and said, okay, you're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent everyone back to where they went, put everybody on a plane, and then and then went yeah. back out to Council Grove and just kind of like, because my family was going to camp there, you know, for the whole two weeks that we were going to shoot. And so we were already there. Right. So I drove back to Council Grove and just hung out with them and sort of, sort of like mourned the passing sure. of my family because that was a huge chunk of me that, that was, you know, it was devastating. Right. Um, so I left it alone for a few months, well, a long month, uh, almost a year. Yeah. And then decided to try again. Sure. Um, did some more rewrites, made it a little more simpler. Uh, sort of got back to, because the story kind of got out of, not out of control, but it wasn't the sweet little simple story that I'd wanted to tell in the beginning. Right. So it kind of backed up a little bit and, and and recast it with friends and family and local crew. And we uh-huh. went out to Council Grove and shot it for in a week, I think. Uh-huh. And yeah, and so, and then that, that became Dancing on the Moon. That became my first film. Oh, and, and okay. It's very rough. Um, uh, but it's my first film. It's supposed to be, you know. Right. Uh, it was my. I, I say it was my film school of hard knocks. You know, sure. I kind of had to j- jump in and figure it out. And like both everything, you you totally did that just as school should be, which is you yeah. fail. Yes. You you learn from your mistakes. You pick yourself back up, and Absolutely. if it's really something you need, you'll yeah. keep going. You know. And yeah. 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 I mean, I've totally thought about just you know just forgetting, just yeah. blowing it off, and just forgetting about it. But I was like, no, you know. This is something I really want to do, and, yeah. and I don't give up. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I, I stick, <laughs> I stick with something. So, uh, yeah, it felt really good to see that through. And then uh, it was all, you know, I, I, I acted in it, uh, directed, I wrote the script, I edited it. Um, so that was all a bunch of new, wow. new stuff. I mean, I've done some short films, but nothing of that scope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that first, and then. Then once we got it done, I thought, okay, okay, we're done. Now, yeah. no, there's like a whole promotional side of it that I had yeah. no experience at all. I right. mean, that is un- an animal unto itself. That's a right. job unto itself. So I had, and certain again, people had, yeah. aren't good at that. Yeah, certain people aren't. I'm yeah. not really great at Absolutely. promotion. Yeah, I'm either. a lot, I'm a lot better than I was. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, at the very beginning, it was like, oh wow, okay, so you know, like submitting to film festivals and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, it was all new to me, so I had to figure all that stuff out too. And then. Um, you know, we kind of didn't really get into anything for a while. Kind of, it's 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 a business that's built on rejection. You know, right. it's just you get you get rejection. You just gotta have a thick skin, and I was new at that, so that was really hurting. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, because I invested. I don't like it either. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody likes rejection, <laughs> but I mean, I just I just spent fifteen. Maybe sixteen thousand dollars making this film, and then just trying to get it out there, and, and thinking everyone's going to love this. Yeah, and then they and then, didn't love yeah, this right, yeah, and whatever. then hitting, and then hitting, you know, roadblock. I feel and, like that about this podcast a lot of times. Oh I'm yeah, like, I'm this sure. This is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no. and then I just kind of get like, oh, that was good. You yeah, know? <laughs> no, right, yeah, no, absolutely. I I completely understand, but yeah. uh, but yeah, so it was about a year of submitting to film festivals, not really getting anywhere, and then um. We got into the American Indian Film Festival in San Francisco. Ooh, fun! Yeah, which was cool. I mean, I was, that was just sort of an 
awakening uh, and we had a really good response i uh, they have i call them the indian oscars it's uh-huh. like they have a big huge award show and it's sure. kind of regarded as as the indian oscars kind of and uh, i was nominated for best supporting actor oh, cool. which was amazing yeah and yeah. then um didn't win that but i did win a special jury award uh for oh. like promising newcomer which was mind-blowing yeah i was like yeah. wow this is crazy and then right after that right after i said my speech a casting agent came up and talked to me uh-huh. gave me her card and so i from there just sort of you know networking just kind of blew up and uh, we had a great screening from there at the screening. Uh, somebody from uh, the Smithsonian Indian Museum in D.C. wanted to have it in their oh, screening neat. series the next yeah. weekend. So, yeah, so I flew to D.C. after that. I mean, just it just really just took off from there. Wow. And we had a nice, like, maybe a year, good a good year run of film festivals after that. And oh, then cool. uh, and, went, and that was with the... That with was with Dancing movie. on the Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, so then after that... Um, so, so this is when, like this 2000... was two thousand three, okay, four, somewhere around there. Yeah. So after that, I decided to make another film. I had made I had made some short films in the middle there, but I decided to make another feature, and that one was uh, called Sleep Dancer, and that was based on my very first short film that I made, and it's about this this man who has suffered some sort of trauma in his life that he doesn't speak. And uh-huh. the only time... I saw this one. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 the only time he finds peace is when he's dancing in his sleep. And it's called Sleep Dancing. Right. Yeah, so it's about this man who discovers him and tries to unravel the mystery of why he is like he is. Um, so, yeah, so that we made that film. Again, just all local local cast and crew. Here in Wichita. Yeah, here in Wichita. Shot it mostly at my friend's apartment. Um, very, <laughs> very low budget. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we made that. And we had a, another nice little festival run. Not as... It didn't take off like the first one did right but um i knew more about promotion i knew more about all that stuff um, we were nominated for the indian oscars again we're best uh-huh. picture best director things like that cool. um so yeah it, it, that, no that was awesome uh so yeah so after that um experience i i uh made some more short films and then uh decided to uh in one year i decided to uh, make uh, 10 short films that was my goal whoa yeah it was crazy it was crazy it was pretty uh, pretty <laughs> ambitious and short um, films are classified as something that's 30 to 10 minutes? Two to 45 minutes. Two to 30 minutes oh, would be okay. a short film. Yeah, in anywhere in that, that range. And we made some that were maybe 5 to 20. Okay. Um, but the cool thing about that experiment was it it made us much more honed uh-huh. at the technique. You or know? it pushed you? Yeah, everybody kind of had a job and they just got really good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've Through all of these films, I've sort of gathered this uh, film-loving group of crazy people as my crew that just are willing to jump off a bridge with me. And so, yeah. and everyone has just become really good at, the, at what they do. I mean, everybody multitasks like crazy, of but course, everybody yeah. sort of has a concentration. Because they're acting usually. Yeah, the, yeah they're acting. But they're or also like, yeah, mixing my, the sound. Yeah, or, or my makeup person, Megan Bawe, is also my production designer. And, right. and you know, everybody just sort of does multiple things. Um, That's really cool. Um, Little family of Absolutely, of yeah. Crew, absolutely, you know? yeah. And we all just uh, sort of dig in the trenches and work together. And, I mean, filmmaking is really a team sport. I mean, it's really... It, you can't you, do you it You can't do it on your own. Yeah, it really... <laughs> you it, you got to 
have creative people around you. So I, I really try to surround myself with, with, with good, creative, you know, energized people. But uh, yeah. so, so we had that goal of making 10 short films in a year. And actually we made nine. And then, <laughs> and then I did a blooper reel and counted that as the time. Okay. So, you Everybody know. does that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does so, that. Yeah, but, or uh, some kind of homage yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we made some, actually, <laughs> made some actually pretty good films during that time period. One of them is my favorite. It's called The Girlfriend. And it's, we shot it totally improv. Uh, in sequence, and it's 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 just one, really it's one in of my, sequence. Yeah, it's one of my favorite short films. Crazy. I came up with the idea for the story as I was going to pick up the prop. It's about this man who's in love with the mannequin head. He thinks <laughs> it's his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It gets kind of dark. Can you get it's a that? comedy. Where can you get that? It's online. It's on it's on it's on my YouTube channel. Okay, and that's what uh, YouTube slash I think it's just Roderick Pokowatch it. Roderick. Poke watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you just search for my last name, it, okay. it, it pops up. It's it's P O C O W A T C H I T. You have like a crew of, oh man, what was it called? That your production company. Oh, Rodzilla. Rodzilla. Yeah, R A W D Zilla. Z I L L A dot com. Excellent. Everything's everything's linked for my website, Rodzilla dot com too. So okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. After that, after that year of ten short films, uh, decided to make another feature and. What I always do is kind of like I'll, I'll be inspired by something or see something. And it's like, hmm, how can I put my own like Native American spin on that or something? And, sure. Uh, um, I I love uh, zombie films. I love uh-huh. and, and Shaun of the Dead is like my favorite oh, yeah, favorite zombie film <laughs> of all time. Film. So it's like I want to do that. I want to make a Native Shaun of the Dead. So I I wrote a script. It's called The Dead Can't Dance. Mm-hmm. And the twist is that a virus breaks out and turns everyone into zombies. Except all the Native Americans. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're the I heroes. I remember seeing this. <laughs> I did. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, That's they're the a... heroes. So um, we made that again, all mostly in Wichita. I mean, it it takes place in the middle of nowhere. So we kind of had to stage it so it looked like it was in the middle of nowhere. But we used like you know, like oh, here where I live. Yeah, like yeah, block, right. Yeah, yeah. We had to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just off camera, it's like a you know a row of houses, but we're showing just the field, right. you know, stuff like that. And exactly. we shot at Oaklawn Elementary, and they have a big field out back. Uh-huh. And sure. so yeah, so um, yeah, so we but and uh, all local cast and crew, we used. 150 extras zombie extras probably oh, cool. it was really great everybody just really lobbied and and got and wanted to get involved and it was really an amazing experience we uh we shot for two weeks uh it was also a, some of it was set in a school uh-huh. and i kind of the cool thing about zombie films is you can have like some social commentary about it so i kind of wanted to talk uh-huh. about bigger th- bigger picture things about how you know white settlers did bring disease they did wipe uh-huh. out native people i mean you know so right. i thought well what would reverse that you know like a zombie virus that wipes them out so yeah so i wanted to say some bigger picture things and like one of the settings was a school and i wanted to sort of talk about how history wasn't quite taught right in school i mean you know so there's a lot of right. underlying social commentary that's within, cool within the I story. Like that. so yeah thanks yeah, uh, yeah that's so really... we, uh, we had to find a school that would let us shoot and Mm-hmm. Every time I try to talk to the Wichita public schools, as soon as I mention zombie, they shut the doors. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, so we actually made a contact through Tallgrass, uh, and we shot at the independent school in Wichita, oh. and they were great. They just let us be there. And, be zombies. Yeah, yeah. So we shot there for a good, I think. I like good, that school. Yeah, like it was school. really, it was really cool. I think we shot there for 14 days straight, and that was the very beginning of the shoot, and then we had to move on. You know, when I can get everybody, scheduling is always a nightmare. Right. When I could get everybody together, we shot it, the whole thing over the course of four months. So that was like, during school, huh? Uh, or, or was it like in the we summer? We shot in the summer. Okay. Yeah, at the school we shot so in the that, summer. So that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and then uh, so yeah, we shot that over the course of four months, and then uh, this was two thousand and. Nine, yeah, 2009, because we premiered it in 2010 at the Orpheum uh-huh. and had a great screening, had a yeah. great premiere, yeah. And then, uh, and then again, went to the American Indian Film Festival. I got involved. Uh, that's about the time I got involved with this group called uh, uh, LA Skins Fest. It's another uh, film festival in, 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 in Los Angeles, and they uh-huh. do a lot of, they do more than just film. They have a music festival. Uh-huh. Um, now they've really grown to have, um, they have a directing fellowship. I was chosen uh, for their directing fellowship uh, at CBS. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, they've really branched out to, to they do a, a pitch workshop. They do acting workshops. So they've really branched out and just become this, this amazing resource for Native American artists and musicians and filmmakers. I mean, they really do a lot of And good. that's how, uh, L.A.? L.A., yeah. Oh, LA, that's neat. L.A. Skins Fest, yeah. So uh, I've really gotten to grow into a, having a, a really great uh, relationship with them. Um, so, yeah, so they've showed several of my uh, films. Like I said, I was involved in their workshop, uh, the uh, directing fellowship. Um and after the Dead Can't Dance, we had a great festival run. You know, um, now it's uh, it's on Amazon Prime. You can, oh, you can cool. find it on yeah. Prime. Uh, it's it also it's gonna also just order order it on Amazon. Um, but through LA Skins, uh, <clears throat> we we had some distribution uh, opportunities. Um, it was it was broadcast on TV. I forget what channel. Oh, cool. But yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after that, I made some more short films. Uh, we had some nice festival runs, and then uh, last year I made a short film called "The Incredible Brown Indian," and it's like and that's it's like N-D-N, it's in the letters, the letters yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it's based on a comic book concept that my brother drew when we were kids. Okay, and, well. and so I came up with the story. I was like, oh well, I remember that, and I wanted to do a comedy. I've never done just a straight out, full blown comedy. Yeah. So this is about um, just an ordinary guy, native guy, who decides to become the world's first Native American superhero. <laughs> okay so yeah so um what happens to well i, I don't oh right yeah well that? he just yeah he just decides to become a superhero just i don't no know where he has, he has, okay. he has no, no superpowers <laughs> no. he just decides to become one okay. he thinks putting on a cape is going to make him a okay. super, superhero well but, that's true isn't it? but uh, yeah so uh, my uh, excellent production designer megan Bawe designed this incredible superhero outfit costume for him <laughs> um, so it's just great. I and mean, we just had a, a lot of fun shooting and it. You're the, and you're the... I'm the guy. I'm the superhero. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm Joe. <laughs> the superhero. Joe. Uh, and I cast... Uh, I Again, I've gotten to have some really great actors uh, working with me. Sean Jessel is from Wichita. He plays my sidekick. Okay. Uh, Sam Shea uh, plays uh, the sort of the villain. We, we stop him from robbing a bar. Um, yeah, and just All had right. a really great shoot. Um <laughs> And it's a comedy, it's so there's lighthearted stuff. Yeah, lighthearted stuff. But I also, again, said, yeah. said some things with it, you know, uh, talked about how, you know, uh, some things that aren't right in the world for Native people, you know, right. sort, of, sort of shine a light on that. Or just, things just that, for a minute. that should have a light shine yeah, on them. Yeah, right, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I kind of talk a little bit, you know, just a little bit, but it's mostly just a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, had a great shoot, had a great crew, um, worked with some uh, directors of photography, for the first time that I've been wanting to work with, uh, Kelsey Yadon and, and Matt. Um, yeah. Rosico. Rosico. There it is. Matt, Matt Rosico. <laughs> um, just had a great shoot. And then um, and then I wanted to, we did that right about in the summer. So I wanted to shoot, ship it off to Tallgrass. So we had our world premiere at Tallgrass. And then um, we had a, a screening in, in L.A. At, at, at 
in San Francisco and then in LA and I didn't go to get to go to San Francisco, but I went to LA at the LA Skins Fest and mm-hmm. we were chosen for the opening night program oh, cool. at the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, nice. which was just amazing. Yeah. It was just sold out crowd. It was just an amazing experience, but yeah. but they loved it. They yeah. We got such a great response Sweet. in that screening. Yeah. And so then we went to some other festivals and then, um, and then you know, then COVID happened and I was hoping to travel with that for the rest of the year, but yeah. that, that didn't happen. Right. But we had such a good response to it and, and it had such a kind of a kind heart to it, you know, sure. that I think people were connecting with. I thought, well, maybe there's more to it. Maybe I can yeah. do more with this character. Like you, so you I, had another yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided to make it into a trilogy. Oh, cool. At least, you know, so we just made part two, uh, shot it in the summer in like 110 degree heat. Mm-hmm. But... um but yeah, a local <laughs> local small crew. We were super safe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so and that just premiered in LA uh, virtually, uh, and San Francisco virtually. So yeah, so I, we're gonna right. Hopefully, get into more festivals this year, and then you're kind of working out the yeah, virtual yeah, thing. And, yeah, and, and then uh, we'll shoot part three hopefully in the spring. I'm hoping to shoot some of it at Cowtown. So okay. so yeah, so like that we're gonna introduce a villain, and the villain's gonna be a cowboy. So I kind of want the big show, you know, Cowboys versus Indians thing. (laughs) I want to do the big showdown at at Cowtown. So I'm still still writing that, still working on all that. Um, So, yeah, so that's on the horizon. Yeah, Uh, that sounds really uh, great. Yeah, thanks. Oh, and and then I forgot I, I made another feature in between all of that. It was called Red Hand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Red Hand is about a. a I should have, I should have caught you on that because I oh, have that's all right. notes right uh, here. But it's about a guy who time travels, uh, who has the power to heal, who time travels from the future to modern day Wichita mm-hmm. to save the Native American race. Okay. So, yeah. so that was, that was huge. That was another huge undertaking because it involved animation, it involved oh. special effects. So, but uh, but yeah, we had a nice little screening with that too. I mean, a festival tour. And that was like 2018 it or was, something? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And so we're still, we still haven't released that, like, to the public yet, but that's what we're going to do this next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing some more polish on audio. Mm-hmm. Um and that's we'll have the like hardest a, part, I it think. It is, yeah. Uh, uh, but I love it. I love working with audio. I do too. But, um, but so, yeah, we'll release that this year uh, online, and then probably, you know, you can order a, a Blu-ray or anything. The cool thing about uh, when... COVID happened and we weren't going to tour with the Brown Indian, uh, I decided to release it online. So I did a, like a YouTube premiere. Uh-huh. And so that was a new experience for me. And I mean, and, and another thing, YouTube is a whole different thing. It's a whole job unto itself. Right. But um, but yeah, so uh, we, we, had, <laughs> we had a YouTube premiere and that was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. promoting that, setting it up. You can all watch it at the same time. Yeah, you can all comment. Yeah, you can all comment during it. And so that was a lot of fun. So yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping to do that with Brown to the episode two uh-huh. and then with Red Hand. Uh, hopefully uh, sometime here in the near future. So yeah, trying to explore those sort of uh, alternative distribution methods. Yeah, um, we're learning a lot right now. Yeah, we are. I mean, everybody's having to be more resilient, more Uh creative. Um, So yeah. And care about fellow man and things like that. I think that's kind of come to the forefront here. Yeah, I think so too. So so yeah, that's kind of my film career, if you will. Your Um, IMDb only here at at the Catch Pocket Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm on IMDb. Uh, like I said, you can find my work on YouTube. My web, my website is rodzilla.com. R A W D Zilla. Yeah, and we'll put the links to all your stuff that you cool. want me to um, on the sure. notes to the show sure, yeah. when it goes out, and you can get those just below the link when you're clicking on listening to our um, interview, and then 
on the Catch a Pocket podcast, I always like to ask someone about a story of inspiration. And it can be either something that inspires you or it can be something that you you inspired someone else with or, or someone that, you know, that you yeah. heard two people talk about and you found it inspiring somehow. Um, let's see. I mean, like I said earlier, um, when I was doing my research, I came across uh, Robert Rodriguez's book, Rebel Without a Crew. And uh, he wrote about making um, his first film uh, on a shoestring budget. Uh, he subjected himself to scientific experiments to raise money for it. He made, I think he made it, it, it for like $7,000, something like that. On film, shooting on film. This is way before digital. Um, so yeah, and I, so I read that book and just kind of studied it and sort of just like really just thought about it. I mean, so I think for me, that initial inspiration, the, the one, the spark that got me moving was, was that book. Yeah. And how old were you when that happened? Mm, I was maybe 30? 30? 32, and somewhere And it kind of then. just captivated yeah. you and, and got you moving in the direction that you're you're coming to now? <coughs> Excuse me. It was okay. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, that book really did just, yeah, uh, get me going. Uh, in, in the At the end of the book, like I said, in the book, he says, you know, don't just talk about it. I mean, do your research, you know, study, um, but go for it. And at the end, he said, you make the movie, I'll bring the popcorn. Uh. So that really just, I was like, okay, this is, okay, this is what I needed. So, yeah, so for me, uh, that book was my biggest inspiration. And then I read, uh, when I was doing my research, I read a book called um, Screenwriting Tricks of the Trade by William Frug. And and that, for me, uh, was was the book that got me into screenwriting okay yeah so that you could see the pattern and make it digestible for the public i guess yeah yeah i think so um sid field's screenwriting book is like you know screenwriting 101 for Uh any film school i mean they all read that and i read that too but it just didn't connect with me the way the frug book did um Mm -hmm. so yeah but those two books were my biggest inspiration and as far as as far as meeting people, um, I think at Sundance, just meeting uh, the, the screenwriting mentors just really inspired me. I mean, like I said, um, uh, they it was a lot of soul searching and a lot of like a lot of daring soul searching, too. Like mm. they made you really like dig in and, and and be revealing, you know, explore your feelings. And, you know, any artist does that. Right. They have to 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 grow as an artist, you know, to to. They sort of have to um, shine a light on themselves in order to shine a light right. outward. Um, so yeah, I that the screenwriting mentors uh, really, really inspired me, and like I said, made it real. You know, it's like, wow, this is someone that's actually really doing this. This is this is totally possible. You right. know, that's what that's what made it feel like I, it, it could I can happen. Do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And they, they said that too. They said you can do this. This is this yeah. is perfectly possible. This is something. Yeah. You can do if right. You yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, because when I got out of high school, like I said, I started out in architecture, which I don't know why, but I mean, I, <laughs> back then, kids from Kansas didn't go to film school. It just wasn't an option. Right. Or, you know, I mean, it, it, sure, it could have been, but it just it's not something you think is is viable. You know, it's right. not something you think you can do. Um, 
Now, you know, it's totally possible. I mean, you don't even have to go to film school. Anybody can make a movie. Right. Um, but it doesn't, it won't be, probably, it won't be good. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you still need that learning, growing yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, um, it helps But a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. So back, I mean, you never know. They could be great. I'm yeah. not saying no, well, it, yeah, don't sure. go do a film. People. Yeah. No, no, no. No, not at all. Not do at a all. film. But yeah, anybody but can it, make a it film. It might be bad, but <laughs> do it anyway. But that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I, people always ask me for advice, and, and that's always the biggest piece of advice I always give is like, just go for it. Uh, shoot it on your phone, uh, edit it on your phone. I mean, you know, it's right. p- perfectly possible, but just, just, and then like, don't be afraid to make mistakes, but absolutely learn from them. You know, kind right. of I'm exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 If something doesn't work, then, you know, um, change it. I mean, and, and the thing about filmmaking is it's really just, I say filmmaking is just problem solving because mm-hmm. something, nothing is ever, you can be as planned as, possible and you should be but something is always going to change you have to always go and change with the flow um so yeah um but as far as inspirations uh that those were those were mine i think no that's it well thank you so much for coming down and thank you and i appreciate your time and you know keep it up all right thanks all right Okay, as promised, I'd just like to thank Rod for coming on out and being a part of the show. I really appreciate it. It takes a lot to come out here and kind of let yourself be revealed. Um, So we've had a lot going on since last we spoke. And um, politics, we have a new president starting in five days from now when I'm recording this right here and um, we've had a attempted insurrection or some coup bullshit which man it's still bothering me I don't know about you guys but watching that all go down was like slow motion fuckery I feel like the Trump administration has been everything I worried about for this country the entire time almost. You know, it was hell-bent on pushing us into a civil conflict between one another due to the two sides being completely opposed. And actually, I feel like the one side, the Trump side... Um, completely off the rails with the lies. I mean, if they couldn't get their way, they were going to lie their way. Goodness. And it pushed white supremacists forward the entire time and validated them. They now have guns and lots of guns, and they feel called, called to a race war that in their minds is inevitable. Inevitable. I've been watching these programs and they're going undercover and with these people. And these are real people thinking these real thoughts. Wow. Wow. They're trying to keep. And some of them aren't even white. And some aren't even men. They're women. 
propagating this false narrative that somehow their superiority in their blood. And it, it's slowly that mindset is going away because every time there's a person like Barack Obama who does an exemplary job when faced the same hard circumstances, everything equal, I'm going to do more, harder, with more morality in my little finger than you'll do your job as a white person because I have to because I'm under a microscope of bullshit. Every example of a brown and black person or people that prove themselves as victors of one thing or another because they are just as good because they are people and people are people so get over yourselves. Women are coming up too. We're going to be equal someday as well. I cannot wait until that day. Let's keep up the hard work, everybody. The Catch a Pocket podcast is brought to you by me. Because I love you. Thanks, Kirk Renstrom, for the music. It's edited and produced by me. The Podbean app is my host. Thank you, Podbean, for hosting me. I have to pay you, so it's not like you're doing it for free. Listen uh, for this podcast on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, and now on Amazon.com. All you have to say is her name in this podcast, and she'll play it for you. Like us, if you would. Share us, if you would. I love y'all, Wichita. See you next time.